What's up, gang? Give me a couple seconds here. Let me make sure that this is actively working here for me. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we're live. How's everybody doing? It is Tuesday night. It is the week of the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. And you get just me tonight. Lucky you. Uh, your regular co-host, Mr. Chad Eckert, has some family things going on right now. I don't know if you caught his Twitter page over the weekend, but uh, Chad was fortunate enough to welcome baby number three. Um, just trying to get everyone settled in at home. I told him, take the night off. Had a couple of things going on here and there. Um, but welcome. This is the Preferred Lines podcast. If you have stumbled into here for the first time, uh, do me a favor, share it. Find it on iTunes, find it on Spotify, like it. Um, all that kind of stuff helps us to sort of get the show out there, get seen a little bit. Uh, we definitely appreciate all your support. Both Chad and myself are, are part-time golf podcasters and forecasters, as you could say. Uh, we are full-time dads. So I just got back from vacation, went back to Ohio for the weekend. Sometimes you need a vacation from the vacation. I kind of feel like that today was up at 6 a.m., getting to Cleveland Airport, getting the kids, carrying like a, you ever carry a child? It's like a, a 25-pound dumbbell in your hand for hours straight through the airport, through security. Uh, that's kind of what you do. She fell asleep in my lap. Good experience. Uh, happy to be home. Went straight into work. And, and now I'm here. Got home, got a little dinner. Happy to talk to you guys about the Bermuda. Listen, uh, a couple of things, logistics things before we get started here on the Bermuda. Jock market. Let me see if I got our little banner here. Oh, by the way, if you are in the show right now, if you're viewing this on Twitter, uh, th there's this weird thing where StreamYard is not showing the, the comments anymore. So if you have anything, any questions that you want to ask, any comments, uh, just to say hello, I always like seeing you guys in here. Do me a favor and pop over to the Preferred Lines YouTube page. It is live there. There we can see your comments. Uh, it's, it's very helpful to kind of know people are in here as well. All right. Banners up. Jock Market. They are the premier sponsor of this show. Let me tell you, let me let me go on a little rant here about Jock Market for a second. Jock Market is running these contests at a loss every single week. If you have enough dollars to put into this thing and you can cover enough bases, you essentially can't lose. Uh, if, if the guys that are doing this who are turning $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 profits per week. Now, this is a little bit tougher to do in golf. But you can cover pretty much the entire NFL Monday night slate. Uh, you can take both quarterbacks, both running backs. You know that one guy is going to go and pay out that $25 a share. And if you get enough shares of everybody, you're going to win. You see the same couple names up there on the leaderboard. That's what they're doing. I know that my brother's into it uh, pretty deep as well. He's got a little shadow name up on the leaderboard quite often. That's what he's doing. I talked to him about it this weekend. Uh, it's extremely fun. You can use it if you haven't tried it yet. There's a $50 deposit match. Use the promo code below PL. Um, that'll get you going. Listen, Bermuda. Let's get right to the odds. 
couple of notes on the course here really quickly first. Um, short, 6,800 yards, accuracy course. Uh, driving accuracy matters. You don't have to be long off the tee, though. I'm not going to necessarily penalize longer hitters if they are able to dial it back and kind of neutralize their own asset in a sense and hit iron off the tee, hit hybrid off the tee, hit three wood off the tee and get themselves into the fairways. Sometimes longer hitters are so stubborn with that asset that they have that they won't give up the driver. It's hard for them. That's what got them to where they're at. Um, that's what excels on most tour stops on the PGA tour. It does not hear. Uh, you look at Brian Gay, Brendan Todd, the previous two champions, accuracy players, good putters, uh, caught a little bit of form at the right time. The field is 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 shitty, right? Uh, everyone's talked about it this week. All the alternates uh, were exhausted. They're basically pulling guys off the shores of Bermuda to try and um, put a pair of spikes on and a hat and tee up this week. That said, plenty of names with a ton of opportunity. You still get the FedEx Cup points. You still get the entry into the Masters. You still get all the, the benefits that come with winning a normal PGA Tour event. Uh, and you have that this week. So, so there's plenty to play for. There's a ton of guys that I think are still searching for that PGA Tour win that are looking to secure that tour card that this is massively important for. A note kind of before I get into the picks here. Um, I want to kind of give a shout out to a guy that had me on his show. Let's see. Three, four months ago, Andy Lack. Andy has a great podcast. I believe it's Inside Golf now. Um, but he was just hired as the golf editor for the score. Like, huge. And it's meaningful to me because... I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. He basically did this totally grassroots by himself um, without the backing of a major brand behind him. Um, as far as I know, not with a ton of experience in terms of media and, and credentials and schooling. He basically did this uh, and started this up on his own will because he likes golf. He likes talking about it. He likes talking about uh, golf betting. He likes talking about DFS. Uh, this was his passion, and he was brave enough to follow that and basically make that his full-time mission for the last year, um, and it worked out for him, and I love that. Um, it's so cool because this is kind of the dream that I think Chad and I have kind of been on, and it's, and it's harder, I think, in some aspects for us because I wish I kind of had stumbled upon this earlier in life to some degree, but it's harder now to, to really commit when I, you know, I've got a family to support. I've got a, a wife that needs me. I've got two kids that need, like, I can't just give up um, what I've done for the last 12 years and jump full bore into this. But I have a lot of respect for people like him, like Rick, who kind of started this out of scratch and just said, scrap what I used to do. I'm going to follow my passion. Um, and it's really cool to see that rewarded for him. I think that he 100% deserves it. I hope that there's more opportunities for people like Andy who who sort of follow their dream and what they want to do, whether it's, you know, having a golf podcast or whatever it may be. Really cool to see. Really happy for him. Like, I, I'm a, I like everyone's content. Like, everyone that I see that 
that I try to support them. I try to like their stuff. I try to retweet it. Um, different guys at different times. There's so many guys. There's there's Rob who does the Monday Night Show. Brian who does the show before this. Like up and coming guys. There was um, Chris who I did the show with. You know, obviously your old staples, Rick, Fantasy Golf Degenerates, Tour Junkies, Gup, like all these people that sort of came before Chad and I too. And I tried my best to really like all of their stuff because I remember when I first started this and a like from Jeff Feinberg was like thrilling. A, a retweet from Pat Mayo was like amazing. So it's helpful. It helps them know that like what they're doing for free is worth it in a sense. Um, and, it, and it just provides a sense of accomplishment, I think, and, and encouragement to sort of get people moving along the right path. And Andy's a great story about everything that that can do for someone when they put their own work ethics to it as well, um, what you can accomplish. So congrats to him. I know that was kind of long, but I, I definitely wanted to say something because I have a lot of respect for him and, and what he's done. All right, Bermuda, short. 6,800 yards, like I mentioned, Robert Trent Jones track. Uh, we don't have shot tracker, which sucks. So it's hard to, to gain a lot of strokes gain from previous years. But I think we have a pretty good idea of the type of player that you know has success here. Let me try to pull up. Here we go. This is the odds checker grid. If you haven't done odds checker before, the site is awesome. Like if you are in a place where you have DraftKings and FanDuel and you can have these different betting outlets uh, available in your state. This is a very helpful resource, particularly on weeks like this, where you can shop around prices um, and, and see who has the best odds. They have the promos up there. I'm lucky enough to be a part of this new DraftKings um, Avengers team that they've built with Rick and Jeff and now Tom. Um, and you know, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but all the people that put out awesome content there. So it's great to see. Um, happy to be a part of that team with those guys. Matt Fitzpatrick at the top of your odds board at a PGA Tour event, nonetheless. Um, you guys know I'm not going to bet that. But Zayden Hoot, I have a little bit more interest in, and I'll bring up sort of uh, the mixed condition model that I ran, and it basically has Christian Bezayden Hoot, you'll see here, the number one ranked player. Uh, reason being, essentially putting on Bermuda grass greens. Uh, the proximity ranges with these wedges – essentially from a 56 degree all the way up to what is probably like a nine iron for him at 150 yards. Um, he's great in all those ranges. Hits enough fairways, strokes gain total, um, some decent performances of late to kind of give him that bump. And then Mito. I think Mito is overvalued at this point. And here's why. I think that he's sort of the flavor of the month. I think that his, his wins on the Corn Ferry Tour – were incredible, um, but I think that he's gained so much popularity now to the point where he's essentially at the same odds as a guy like Patrick Reed. It's pretty astonishing how far he's come. Um, he's not young. I think a lot of people think that he's this new up-and-comer. He's older. He's been around for quite a while. Uh, he's just now sort of, and I'm not going to penalize him for that, but I also think that... Um, you know, he just came into form at the right time, and that's hard to carry over to the PGA Tour. That said, 
this isn't really a PGA Tour event caliber field. You have Reed, you have Fitz, you have some other guys, Hadwin and there have been around. But um, for the most part, this feels very much like a Corn Ferry Tour event. The shorter yardages, I'm sure the wind's going to be kicking up this week. Uh, I, I don't feel great about any of these guys. The first person that I sort of am looking at, if you're a bourbon guy, this Maker's Mark. 46 back there. It's fantastic. Uh, it's not expensive. It's like better than Woodford. It's good shit. Power. Love it. Didn't bet it. I went straight to Danny Willett, 40 to 1. Um, I saw Jeff was on a Monday, sort of when I was getting ready to travel. It felt like a good number. Look, if you look here, that's still available right now on DraftKings. You can see Fandle, he's 27 to 1. MGM, he's 33 to 1. Good odds at 40 to 1. That's what I bet it at. Obviously, the win coming out of the Dunhill. Um, played well in an event. Let me see if I can pull it last year. That I'm not sure if it was Corrales or where it was that he kind of showed up and played really well. Corrales, yeah. Eighth place finish at Corrales. I know that I believe he was in one of the final groups there. Um, look, the, the numbers have turned around. He's a streaky player. Um, I We know that he holds a certain amount of win equity, and that's what this show is about is those outright bets. I think that Willett can get there. 21st at the Shriners as well. Gained 5.1 around the greens. That's a little suspect. Uh, the putting has been down. Good in windy conditions. Bermuda grass, not his favorite preferred surface, but we mentioned the Corrales is also that way. Um, so, yeah, 40 to 1 feels like a good number on Willett. Look, when he's priced down there below, I was expecting him to see, uh, to feel him out in this Hadwin power range, especially coming off of a win right around 28 to 33 to 1. So, 40 felt like a decent number. Russell Knox, I know, has caught a good bit of steam this week. I think that he rates out really well in the models that I run. Same with David Lipsky. Uh, both of them are, are carrying a good bit of form, particularly in these coastal, shorter golf courses. Knox was fantastic on approach as well. Um, let me see if I can pull that number for you real quickly. Yeah, so if you look at him, I mean, strokes game, ball striking. And then what I did here was that was what I sorted most. Um, those ball striking numbers are courses 7,200 yards and lower. I'm sorry, and shorter. Um, the reason I did that is your clubs are totally different on a 6,800-yard course than they are on a 7,600-yard course. Your ball striking numbers are going to vary drastically depending on whether you're hitting um, a five iron into a green or whether you're hitting a pitching wedge into a green. So I think it's important to utilize some of those filters on fantasy national. I don't love the wind filter. Um, Rick and I have talked about this pretty extensively in the past. Wind is one of those things that's just really hard to quantify guys. It's like, you know, is it did it gust on your particular shot in the to the left to the right? Are you into the wind? Are you downwind? Did you tee off in the morning? Did you tee off in the afternoon when it was windier? Um, it's just hard to quantify. I did add factor that in a little bit on the stroke scale total metric. I did moderate and windy AF conditions just to kind of get a, a little sprinkle of that in there. 
Um, but it's one of those things that's hard to factor out. I'm more concerned with shorter Bermuda grass courses. I think this is one of the shorter stops on tour. Um, and I look for guys who, who can hit the fairway and hit their wedge as well. A lot of short par fours. Um, I got my guy PGA Touts article up here who does another guy who does an incredible job. Like this guy just started publishing this stuff. We had him on the show and he has some of the most liked and retweeted articles because he, he puts out legitimate, like fun to read articles every Monday morning. It's one of the first things I read. Um, six par fours under 400 yards. That's wild for a PGA Tour event. 6.8 thousand yards on the course. Like that's, it's going to turn into a complete wedge fest. It's a shame that we don't get, uh, it's a shame that we don't get shot tracker. I know that like the first five or six holes are very much where you can kind of take advantage. Uh, I know the first seven actually, because that 517 yard par five is one of the shortest ones you'll see all year with the exception of, I think a hole at Pebble beach, maybe a little bit shorter, but that's going to be Eagle attempts. Those are all relatively inland. So you don't sort of face the coast until you turn onto that par three there. And, and that's where you can get a lot of your scoring and get out of the gates very quickly. Check this article out. Um, he's fantastic. Shouts to all the people in the, in the industry, quote unquote, putting out quality. Good shit for us to read. We appreciate it. You see my guy starred here. You know I'm digging in the dirt. I bet Danny at 50 to 1. This is probably not a bet that I would make if I wasn't a Denny McCarthy truther guy. He's just probably three years now. Maybe last year he kind of relinquished the gold medal honor of best putter on planet Earth. But the previous two years he definitely had it. And I think last year he was third. You can only like have this unique skill set in something that matters as much as putting does to winning and never get it done because the other parts of the game just can't seem to click one single week for you. It's got to happen. I think back-to-back top 15s here, 15th in his debut, fourth last year. I think this is a great setup for him. He played well at the Sanderson, where he always plays well, I believe. 17th at the Sanderson. Uh, you look, he's gained strokes off the tee in three consecutive events. That's not the norm. He's lost strokes putting in one, two, three, four, five of his previous eight. That's not the norm. If he can putt to his baseline, Bermuda grass, good course history level, like he had at the Sanderson, he just needs like things to semi-click off the tee on approach. And I think that he can find himself in contention. And it's just a matter of time before, um, you know, you hole enough 27-footers, you've eventually got to win. you got to get there. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying this for two years, though, and he hasn't done it. 50-1, to one, I didn't take him at the Sanderson. I was regretting it. He was firmly in contention on Sunday before a little bit of a fade. Um, Wyndham is another spot that I love Denny at. Yeah, 50 to 1. I bet it. Not a bet if you're if you're not a McCarthy truther. Moving down, Austin Eckrode. This is Andy's guy. He told me about Austin Eckrode a while ago. 
But the ball striking numbers are unbelievable. Courses under 7,200 yards, third in the field. Um, proximity 100 to 125 yards, eighth in the field. Proximity 125 to 150, second in the field. 13th on approach, 24th in windy conditions. Let's see what his recent starts look like. Bermuda grass, not great. Easy scoring conditions, better. Windy conditions, not great for him. 37th at the Wyndham. That was his last start in August. Wow. It's been a little while. Uh, 3M Open, 16th. Miscut at the Rockage Mortgage. 47th at the Travelers, which isn't a, a, a completely long course. Then a couple of Corn Ferry events down there. Um, 75 to 1 was the betting number that I got Ekroed at. Let's see what odds checker has him at or around. McCarthy is still 50 to 1 as well on DraftKings Sportsbook, which I think is a good number. Ekro, there's some 80s out there. Let's see where those are. Um, Caesars, points bet, bet 365, 80s on Ekro. They're out there. Moving down, there's a lot of guys that you can really like in this range. Um, and I had a number of them kind of circled, for lack of a better choice of words. Alex Smalley was one of them. Some good finishes of late. Um, has had good numbers in, in most of the stat court categories that I was sort of honed in on. Matt Neesmith played really well a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> good approach player on shorter courses. Um, I think Hilton had Coastal, Short, I think Neesmith. Nick Hardy, interesting one here. Let's pull him up over on Fantasy National because I, I thought a lot about Hardy. I wonder what he's been doing recently. Do a little control F search here. Here he is, 46 overall in my mixed condition model, uh, 35th in ball striking. Let's look a little bit more, $7,900 on DraftKings this week. You see him there at 75 to 1. Wow. Not bad finishes in 2021 for Hardy. Hadn't played a lot. Fortinet, 36. Sanderson Farms, 26. Waste management, you got to go back almost seven months for his start before that. I don't know if there was an injury there. The Sony. That's an interesting comp. Coastal, windy, relatively flat. That's a decent comp. Gained seven strokes at the Sony, 14th. That looks like it may be his first PGA Tour start ever. Okay. Hardy's an interesting one. We'll keep an eye on him. Here's the guy that I took at 85 to 1, 90 to 1 here on DraftKings. I want to talk about Adam Svensson for a minute. So I got some buddies down here who know Adam Svensson. He's been lighting it up. They've cued me in because they know what I do with this show on Svensson for a little while. And I've been backing him in jock market 
some DraftKings. It's burned me. I'm going right back. When I look at the mixed condition model numbers on Adam Svensson, they're outrageous. Let me show you. Where do I got him? Svensson, 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 Svensson. Here. First, first in ball striking the last 24 rounds on courses under 7,200 yards. Third in approach on courses under 72 rounds going back the last 24 rounds. Proximity, 75 to 100 yards first. 31st in 100 to 125. 35th in up to 150 yards. Dialed in with wedges. Hits a ton of fairways as well. 21st there. The numbers aren't necessarily going to reflect this, but one on the Corn Ferry Tour, one of those final events over there, I believe it was nationwide. Yeah. August 29th. It's two months ago. Won a Corn Ferry Tour event. <coughs> also won this big money classic that was down here in Florida. Um, Bermuda Grass Greens. Struggled a little bit on approach these last three starts. A couple of missed cuts. I'm going to go right back. 85 to 1 on Svensson. Bo Hogue. This was a this was a tout pick. This was a John pick. Let me see if I can pull up his article here. Um, he loved this guy, and I thought he had a couple of great reasons why. <coughs> okay, Boho. Look at the windy AF. Almost three strokes per round. 2.7 in severe wind conditions. He's gaining strokes putting. Um, I think this course could set up really well. He mentioned he was sixth in his model, fifth in strokes gained approach, seventh in strokes gained total on comp courses. You can read his piece. He's got a ton of good stuff there. Um, I have a sort of similar sentiment. This is filtered by those wind conditions. He was sixth. Good in those proximity ranges that I'm sort of looking to isolate this week as well. 90 to 1 on Bo Hogue is the number that I got. Let's see what they have him at here. You can catch 100, I believe, over a points bet. Look, I think this thing's wide open. I think that you can sort of pepper this 60 to 125 to 1 range and have a good week. Um, no shot tracker, like I mentioned. I don't know the PGA Tour live situation either, but I would imagine it's pretty limited. We'll move on to Corrales next week. I appreciate you guys stopping by. I know I had a lot of stuff to say, not always. A um, couple of rants there early in the show. Chad, I hope you're doing better, buddy. Be out on iTunes tomorrow. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, not used to talking this much. Support us. Support people like us. Support Andy's. Like we we try to do this stuff to bring everyone together. I've done a number of things from the DFS Open and in just trying to sort of bring this community all aboard. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, but like I said, the only thing we're looking to get out of this is a simple like, a retweet. 
try to promote the content that we put so much effort into. We notice it. We appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Hopefully Chad will be here with me. We wish him all the best on baby number three. Love you guys. Have a good night. I'm out. Enjoy the Bermuda. Peace. Odds checker article out tomorrow. I will try to release TikTok pics. Uh, have a lot of fun with those. Follow me over there. I'm trying to build that up. Tour picks on TikTok. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.